The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of feng shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemanski, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with Derek Rydell about the law of emergence. You're also going to hear my Feng Shui tip this week, and that'll be coming on a little bit later in the program, but today I'm going to talk about your space, business astrology, and how to become a better leader with brain power, and this is a pretty interesting episode at the end. So, But first, I would like to tell you a little bit about my guest today. His name is Derek Rydell. And he's a part of a new generation of spiritual visionaries and thought leaders. And he's the author of the number one Amazon and Barnes & Noble bestseller, Emergence, Seven Steps for Radical Life Change. And he's the world's number one expert on the revolutionary law of emergence. Derek has trained top executive of Fortune 500 companies from American Express to Disney in empowered leadership and communications. And he's also coached celebrities and media professionals, including Oscar and Emmy winners, and creating conscious entertainment. This is a pretty important piece about him. As a regular Huffington Post contributor and the host of top-rated emergence podcast on iTunes, check that one out. He reveals cutting-edge spiritual principles and success strategies to achieve financial freedom, abundance, master productivity and creativity, and gain true wealth and happiness. With his global platform, Derek has touched hundreds of thousands around the planet with his message on finding your path, living your purpose, and making powerful impact. Derek, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's truly an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy with all the things that you have going on with a launch, and so I really do appreciate taking taking some time here. But first, yeah. you know, I like to start out asking my guests just to kind of weave together what you do and I do. What what do you know about feng shui? Yeah, so it's funny, you know, years ago I, I coined the term tongue shui, <laughs> and um, okay. it was about the proper organization of your words to create more peace and harmony in your life. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of a little, little fun offshoot there. But, uh-huh. you know, my, my understanding experience with feng shui, also I've heard pronounced feng shui, but is the, the understanding that everything is energy and that there's flows and, and streams of energy that are going in certain ways, and based on how you organize this energy, you're either more or less in alignment with the most harmonious, congruent expression of the natural or proper flows of these energy. And since everything is energy, walls are energy, and furniture is energy, and your bed is energy, and everything, you know, it's all connected. So that's 
my experience is when you adjust the furniture, the walls, the design of an environment, that it starts to allow a greater flow. But there's another deeper level that I've discovered and practiced and been part of is because it's all really one holistic expression of this larger idea of harmony that's always trying to emerge, that your outer environment is a reflection of your inner environment. It's not just that it impacts your inner environment, which it certainly does. You know, the way it's organized outside can determine how you feel inside, but also that the way you organize your insides will transform your outsides, even to the point where if your inner house is in order, even if your outer house isn't, you can still bring more peace and more joy to any environment. So it's, it's this interplay on one level of you know, rearranging the furniture of your heart and your mind and the walls and the borders within your own being, as well as the outer alignment, ultimately to create this, this like congruence or integrity with what is really trying to emerge as your ideal life. Um, so that's been my journey. I'm sure we'll explore that in various ways on this call. Yeah, well, that was a pretty profound expression of, uh, I would say, almost even a practitioner level of what feng shui really is. And so I'm really happy that the, the word is really getting out what really feng shui is about. And, yeah. you know, I always say to people uh, and clients when I'm working with them, you know, they what what you see in your space or the condition of your spaces that you're either working or living in, yeah. that probably is a good reflection of what's happening in your life. So if you've got some yeah. disorders, it's going to start showing up in health and finances and, and all of that. So that is a really profound um, uh, expression. Thank you so much for that. So, Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, even, even in, just interestingly, even in the uh, ancient texts and scriptures, like in the Bible when it talks about um, you know, love your enemy, and then it later says the enemy is in your own household. Um, esoterically, house meant your heart or your consciousness or your mind. So it's saying, you know, the enemy, the problem is really in your consciousness, but it used the word house. Mm-hmm. So it was an understanding that house is a metaphor for your consciousness. Just like our car is like a metaphor often for our body, it's a vehicle. That's um, right. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I love it. It's wonderful to understand we're living in this energetic, symbolic expression of our consciousness. And the more we see that and don't just see things literally, but see them symbolically and energetically, we can actually get the real message, the real blessing and lesson and actually transform our life. Yeah, and the thing that I think is so beautiful about all of this, the work that, that we do, is we can do something about it. That's yeah. the, that, that is the profound message that I want everybody to hear, that no matter where you're at in life, you can always be a better you and have a better life, and it is yeah. just about looking at that inner and outer world. So I know we're going to get into that a little bit today, but before we really get into some of your questions here, you know, we had a brief conversation about your journey. So what is the big reason why you do what you do? Yeah, you know... I mean, I've always been on some level called or a seeker of something and a student of life and searching, searching, searching. And, um, and I can see when I look back at my early years, my childhood and 
teenage years, I can see the seed of so much of what I've become. And that's a very important analogy to what I teach, which is the concept of emergence or the law of emergence. And, but, but in my young adult years and later adult years, I spend many, many years through, you know, in self-improvement. And like so many people, I, I struggled and struggled to improve my life, to attract more, to heal, fix, change, achieve, and improve. And after over a decade of self-improvement therapy, the only thing I'd improved was my ability to describe why my life was so screwed up. <laughs> so I had a lot of, I got very improved in, the, in that area. I could point to all the reasons and the deeper meanings, but my life was still a mess. And right. I was even more frustrated and felt more inadequate and ultimately got addicted to drugs and alcohol. And that was during my years as an actor. You know, I was searching and I got into acting and performing and I was always kind of artistic. And, and, and that was really a journey for me to discover by working with stories and characters to learn more about what was my character. Who was mm. I? What, yeah. what, 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 you know, all, as Shakespeare said, all of the world is a stage and men and women are but players upon it. And I realized as I was growing through that and having my spiritual opening that, that this really is a divine drama and we're all playing a part in a bigger play. And when we understand the meaning of that play and the character that we're playing, our life takes on a whole new level of, of adventure and awareness and, and so, so that was my journey, but I was still stuck in this sort of self-improvement model, and it almost killed me. I got addicted to drugs, as I said, and alcohol, almost died of an overdose. And then that wasn't quite enough to crack me open. I just thought I needed to work harder or work smarter, and I became kind of reckless and went off at one point diving in a coral reef alone and, and then almost drowned to death. And in that moment of nearly drowning, something finally cracked open in me and I had kind of that blinding light experience and I could see that this self I've been trying to fix and improve all this time was a fictional character, an amalgamation of peer pressure and parental fantasies, societal conditioning and nothing I would ever do would ever make him enough. Mm. But right behind him, there was a me that had never been damaged so he didn't need to improve anything or fix anything. And he was already perfect, so he couldn't be improved upon. So it was like, that was like the actor versus the character. You know, here's the character I've been playing, but behind that costume, there was a me that was so much bigger and so much more than the dramas and the play I'd been in. And it was a radical aha breakthrough kind of a moment. And when I got out of that, I did not drown, obviously. And when I got free of that, I was going to become a monk. Because my whole life, it's so, my whole position had changed so radically that I, 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 didn't, I just couldn't fit into my old life. And I was going to become a monk, and that didn't work out too well. I, I tried to be a monk for about a week. <laughs> I went to a monastery, and I was fasting, and I was silent. I'd never done either of those. And, it, you know, if you've never, ever fasted, do not go and just fast pure water because you're going to get so sick because there's so much toxins. But likewise, if you've never been silent for more than an hour, don't try to go be silent for days on end because the same thing, there's all these mental and emotional toxins. So about three or four days in, I am freaking out and I broke into the monk's kitchen in the middle of the night 
and stole food out of the refrigerator like some little feral creature coming out of the forest and went back to my little cell, my little meditation room and proceeded to get very, very sick and have my first out-of-body experience. And uh, it was terrifying and I basically decided the monastic life wasn't for me. So I ended up pushing myself in my apartment and kind of going on this inner journey for the next two or three years. Yeah. Where it all, I, I kind of unpacked what had really happened yeah. to me. Got it. Well, we have a couple of minutes before we go to break, but the, you know, this is talking about your emergence, obviously, and so there's there you've created this this um, system or this program surrounding the law of emergence. So, what what would be a difference between that and like law of attraction? Yeah, and I'll try to be brief. I mean, law of attraction is a principle that's operative at the, at the causal level, cause and effect, Newtonian physics. You know, like attracts like, cause, effect, interaction. But at the quantum level, there is no cause and effect. There is no interaction or attraction. There are just ideas or patterns that, through the observer effect, become emergent possibilities, become experience. So at the quantum level, it's all one. At the quantum level, there's only one whole pattern that is emerging like one tree in its many branches. Then when it breaks through at the cause and effect level, it looks like things are interacting and causing each other, but that's not at all what's happening. It's like it's a linguistic convenience. Like you say, the sun rises and sets, but we know now that's not really happening. The planet's just revolving, and it gives the illusion of rising and setting. Now, why does this matter? Well, Back in the day when we designed all of our equipment and our science around the belief that the sun was rising and setting, we were extremely limited in what we could achieve and do. Now that we know it's not rising, we are revolving around it, we have changed because of this larger perspective, we can create much more powerful technologies and capacities. The same is true when you think you're attracting something to you, you're coming from a premise that something's lacking, broken, or missing, and you're already now separating yourself from the thing. And if, in fact, you even manage to manifest a bigger paycheck, you often find yourself just broke at a higher income bracket. And, and that's the best case scenario. But yeah. D- Derek, Derek, I'm going to have to interrupt you here just for a second. We can finish this right after the break. But first, I would like to take this opportunity to thank my sponsor, Sadler & Company Insurance Brokers. They have a full range of products, including businesses, homes, renters, auto, life, health, and retirement plans. Sadler's dedicated staff can help handle all of your insurance needs nationwide. They're happy to do a complimentary insurance review, so reach out to them at www.sadler.com. Sadlerinc.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Derek Rydell and the Law of Emergence. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, 
travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology Reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski, and we're joined today with Derek Rydell, and he is talking about the law of emergence. And we just started talking about the difference between law of attraction and law of emergence. So why don't we finish that thought before we go forward? Absolutely. So we were talking about, you know, law of attraction does operate at the relative level, like cause and effect, but it's, it's relative. And even Einstein said our sense of separation from each other is an optical illusion. And so the emergence principle comes more from quantum physics and even the great ancient mystical teachings, which is that everything is one, everything is within us, like the oak tree is already in the acorn. The acorn doesn't attract an oak or achieve an oak or become worthy of an oak or personally develop itself into an oak or improve itself into an oak. When it surrenders to the soil and the conditions in the soil match the pattern already in the seed, then that potential naturally emerges. This is how all of nature has come to be what it is. It's all emerged. None of it's attracted. It's all emerged out of the seed patterns that are here. Likewise, there's a seed of potential planted in the soil of our soul, and as we cultivate the right conditions, as we bring our inner and outer life into integrity with that seed of purpose and potential, it starts to blossom and emerge in our life, often better than we can imagine, and usually with much less strain and struggle and suffering. Well, you know, you're talking about this, this seed that's in, inside of us, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on what do you, how do you feel like the law of emergence and feng shui, how would they weave together? Yeah, so, you know, the key here, in, if I, people take away nothing else, is to understand that fundamentally everything is already here. 
spiritually speaking, energetically in truth. You know, just like mathematics and the laws of aerodynamics, these, these didn't just show up the last couple of centuries. These were here during the time of Buddha. And if somebody could become aligned and in integrity with those principles, we could have had jet airplanes and supercomputers during the time of Buddha. So <laughs> this, is, and this is what the great ancient teachings are saying when they talk about, you know, God created everything and it was good and it's done. There's already a completed creation, and we are discovering and uncovering it. And you are a perfect idea that is unfolding throughout time, space, and even eternity. So that's the truth. You've already got it. You're already it. Like a radio station, your music's already playing, but you have to be tuned into the station where that music is. So right where you are, your favorite music is playing, and if, you're, if you tune into that station, that station manifests. You get the music. So the same thing is true with the life of your dreams and whatever else you're trying to create. It's literally already right where you are, but it's not manifest yet because you're not fully in alignment or tuned into it. So the whole net, once you realize what is this life that's trying to emerge and you now, the second step is how do I get tuned into it? How do I cultivate an environment that is congruent or in integrity with it? So there's many ways, but feng shui is one of these very powerful tools, strategies, philosophies that is about aligning your environment, not merely, at the highest level, feng shui is not about merely aligning your environment to mitigate problems or to make more money or to have better sex or to prevent your plumbing from always breaking because it's really some internal plumbing that it's expressing. It's ultimately a tool to know how to organize your inner and outer environment so that the energy is congruent with who you really are with that highest vision of your life that's trying to emerge. So that mentally, emotionally, energetically, physically, and in the physical environment, everything is aligned. Everything is in integrity with this energy that's trying to emerge in you. And when that happens, it's like tuning the dial of your radio and right where it matches that station and bam, you have music. And like the cosmic tumbler clicks into place. And this is also what is meant by the ancient scripture when it says, where two or more are gathered in agreement, there I am, the great I am, the, the highest pattern of life is in the midst of them. So, that, so in all of the work we're doing, whether it's visualizing, whatever, feng shui, it's about alignment. But it's not alignment with just anything. At the highest level, it's alignment with who and what we really are and why we are here. And when that happens, magic happens, miracles happen. Your life that's, blossoms. That's right. That's right. And, they, and, and I think the, the key thing to take from that as well is it's a tool. And tools are there to help us. You know, we can, we can fumble along and, and wing it in life, or we can tap into these very empowering principles to help us do our work and and to serve and to to you know make make everything in your life a bit easier but let's also face it there are problems that that we are going to encounter life is life and and I actually say you know life can be messy I mean you know you talked about your story I have my own story of you know the the trials and tribulations that I've gone through to get to where I am today so it, for our listeners though how do our problems become an answered prayer. Yeah. 
Um, I also say your problems are your profits, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. Um, and, and not only can life, not only is it true that life can be messy, life is meant to be messy. And I think this is really important to understand. It's like, we, you know, life is like a school. Life is like your workout room. And you don't go to, you know, you didn't come to this world to get a good sale at Macy's or merely to make some money and have a relationship. You came to this world to grow and to stretch and to create and to become more of who and what you really are. And, and this world is uniquely designed to provide the resistance and the contrast and the conflict for you to grow. Like going to, so you wouldn't go to a school and say, I'd love to go to the school, but why are there all these tests? Why do I have to struggle to learn all this stuff? Or you go to a gym and you say, you know, what's with all these weights? They hurt. They tear my muscles. They, everybody's groaning and sweating and it's smelly. And I want to go to a gym where there's none of that. Well, you, that would be kind of silly. And the same thing is you didn't come to earth just to sit on the couch and watch a reality show, you know, or just to merely get along. You came here to get stronger, to grow, to activate your talents, gifts, and abilities. So one of the ways that happens is through challenge, through trials, through crises. And if you look at nature, this happens in nature all the time, naturally. There's certain species like the jack pine that needs a forest fire to melt the serotonous glue around the pine cone and release the seeds and burn away the canopy and fertilize the soil. It does all these wonderful things so that that species can thrive and prosper. If it was like us, it might try to pray away all the fire and you know, visual, have vision boards where there's never fire in the forest. <laughs> and that jack pine would fail to thrive and eventually that species would die. There's plants that need hard, difficult soil. It activates enzymes and gives their bark more hardiness to thrive in different climates. So the same is true for us, that those challenges and crises are not happening because you're bad or because you have karma. Or um, The karma can create an initial situation, but it doesn't determine your destiny. So they're showing up to, so you can lift some weights. You can... You know, that person that's showing up and betraying you or hurting you is not because they're just a bad person or you're just a bad person. It's so that you can activate and open up maybe your greater capacity to love, to have compassion, to love yourself, or to stand in your power. So everything is conspiring for our greater freedom and ultimate fulfillment of our true potential. Everything, there's nothing else going on but this life this love, and this conspiracy of good. And like chaos theory, if you step back far enough, there's a larger order always trying to emerge. In fact, they have a word for it now, chaotic. And hmm. so, so, so that's what's going on. So now, sometimes, for many of you, you've activated a big life. You've prayed, you've affirmed, you've had a desire, and you know, your back was against the wall and you said you wanted more abundance or more something. Um, and like, or like a fun example, you, you said you wanted to have more patience and then suddenly you find yourself in rush hour traffic all the time and you're angrier than ever before and you're like, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> you know, what's going on? <laughs> well, it's, it, your prayer has activated a condition for you to strengthen your capacity to have patience. And, but what also happens is when we have chronic problems, it's often a sign that 
we've activated a bigger life, but we're trying to survive in a smaller world. So we're, we're trying to bring along our acorn consciousness and our acorn habits while we're also activating the oak tree of our being. Impossible. You know, we're trying to bring along our self-preservation habits of, of believing we live in a world where there's not enough while we've also been praying and activating the consciousness of wealth and abundance. You can't do that. You can't put new wine into old wineskins. You can't be an acorn and an oak. You can't have wealth and abundance while you still have mental, emotional, and physical habits based on lack and limitation. So when that happens, it creates a crisis or a chronic problem. And that is, the meaning of that is you're trying to cope and survive in a world that is now too small for the life you've activated. And it shows up as a problem, but it's really an answered prayer. It's really prophesizing of the better, the bigger life that's trying to emerge. And, and then basically you have to start using the emergence work to bring your life or the feng shui work to bring your life, your environment into alignment with your prayer, with your vision. You say you've been praying and affirming abundance. How would your environment look if you were a, an abundant person? How would you walk? How would you talk? How would you feel? How we, what would your conversations look like? Let's start realigning all of that to be that of an abundant person as best as you can. That creates the opening through which this larger energy can now begin to emerge and transform and heal and reveal the next stage of your evolution. Yeah, you know, you know that 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 kind of is the teachings of uh, Zig Ziglar and you know some of the old greats of the time. Dale Carnegie is like you really have to, you know, see and feel that whatever you want to manifest, you have to believe it to be true. Because if you say I want abundance and then turn around and start whining about I can't afford it, it, it you, you, which one speaks louder? You know, you're feeding you're feeding the wrong fish <laughs> there, or or the oak seed, if you will. So. Anyway, we're going to get more into that. We're going to take a short break right now, and we're going to be back to hear more about Law of Emergence with Derek Rydell. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. And if you're just tuning in, I'm chatting with Derek Rydell and we're talking about the law of of emergence. Um, During the break, we were talking about, I have so many questions to ask Derek. And I said, should we just rapid fire through them or should we go, you know, just more in depth into a couple? And I'm making the executive um, decision to do more in depth because he's also agreed to come back at another uh, time. So there, there you go. I, I want you to know that you're not missing out on anything. You get, um, part two of Derek uh, sometime in the near future. But for now, um, you know, we, we you, you made a beautiful analogy about the acorn and the oak tree and that developing, you know, inner vision and, and that, that, that energy is already in us. So how does someone know that they're the acorn and that that seed and vision and how do they start cracking that open? Yeah, so, well, they don't have to question whether or not they have an acorn. Everybody has a seed of greatness, a seed of purpose and potential, a unique way that infinite life and power and beauty and abundance is trying to express as them. Everybody, there's no throwback in the bunch. There are no extra parts in this life. It's not like this world is not, you know, a bedroom set from Ikea. Um, There are no extra parts, no extra pieces. You all have a place to, to shine. But then it goes, yeah, so, you know, how do I know what mine is? How do I know what my life is supposed to be? How do I know what my purpose or my unique work, et cetera, is? And I I definitely go into much more detail in my book, in the emergence book and the trainings and stuff. And we're going to talk to you guys at the end how you can get get all that stuff, um, um, a bunch of free stuff so I can support you in that. But in in, in a nutshell or in an acorn shell, the, (laughs) the first way is to get in touch with that burning heart's desire. And I don't mean just that fleeting, trendy desire like, well, I want a new dress, I want a new TV. You know, unfortunately, most people have bigger TV screens than they do a vision for their life. I mean, and sometimes there's a clue to that stuff, but I mean like you've got to kind of sit with yourself and be like, if I was guaranteed to succeed, to be brilliant, to be well-loved and received, what would I really, really want to be in this life? Who would I want to be? How would I want to be? What kind of a person would I want to be? And what, what would I like to do? What would I really like to do? 
And, you know, the mind will say things like, well, it's stupid, it's crazy, I'm not even going to think about it, there's no way, it's impossible. And you listen to that and you go, I know, I know, it's crazy, it's impossible, it'll never happen, but just play along. If it was possible, what would you really want to be, do, create, or contribute? And you've got to kind of keep teasing yourself, that, teasing that out, because there's a lot of survival protective mechanisms trying to not let you really feel what you deep down want to be, do, have, create, and contribute. But as you start to tap into that, you'll start to hear things like, well, you know, it's stupid, it's crazy, but when I was younger, I remember I always wanted to be a dancer, or, I'll, but, you know, I'm too old for that, or it's impossible, or I always wanted to be an artist, but who can make money at that? My dad always said, I'd, artists live below the poverty level, and you go, I know, I know, it's stupid, we're never going to even do it, but just, just play along, and, and you'll start to discover there's really something there, and you'll start to tease it out, and you'll hear things like, well, I would love to make a difference in, you know, the woman's movement. Or I would love to help people really discover their real dreams. Or I would love to be able to create clothing that was environmentally... And you'll start to hear. Now, that's one way. And you start to tease it out and articulate it. Who would you want to be? What would you want to do, create, contribute? The next piece is you can look at the world and say, who are the people throughout history, including now, that I just feel such a connection to or I admire so much or they're, they're just, I just think they're so amazing or I would love to meet them. And write those names down and then ask, what is it about them that I love so much? What are the qualities of the character? What are the talents, abilities? What is their message or their story that just moves me? And you write all that down. And you can play along right now. Don't, don't overthink it. Just start to just be aware of these people. It's like Buddha, Jesus, Oprah, Obama, Shakespeare, Einstein, whoever. You know, Richard Branson, uh, you know, Uncle Joe, Aunt Susan, whatever. And you start to go, you know, and this person, they're so humble. And I just would love to be as loving as they are. Or they're so eloquent when they speak. Or they're so brave and courageous. Or... They were willing to go for it against all odds. And you start to get these little pieces. Now, what you've actually described isn't them. Now, it may be true about them or not, but the way life works emergent-wise is everything's in you, and all the places you've not fully integrated, they get projected onto the screen of your experience, and you know it by anything that pushes you or pulls you. That's a projection of your unintegrated power and potential. And so you start to identify these pieces, you write it all down, then you put your name at the top of that list, take off their names, and then start to describe yourself using those adjectives and those qualities. You know, I, Susan, am a humble, authentic, deeply loving individual who's Will has the courage and the bravery to go for my biggest dreams and help people fulfill theirs regardless of the obstacles in the way and I'm eloquent in my expression of it, etc., etc. You start to describe this and you'll start to feel this energy of like both maybe anxiousness or fear and excitement. And then you attach that to your desire of the things you want to do in the world. So as a humble, loving courageous person who eloquently expresses herself and is able to make a difference in the lives of other women, et cetera, et cetera. I create books or programs, et cetera, et cetera, that impact so-and-so 
to get this kind of result. You're starting to now discover and describe, like an archaeological excavation, what's in there. And then you put that down on paper and you start to play with it and finesse it until it crackles and pops and just like, if I could live this life, this is the life of my dreams. That's your seed. Now, is it going to look exactly like that? Most likely not. But there's a juice to it. There's an energy to it. And that energy is the truth about you. And that's what we then want to work with to start cultivating your, the practice, your outer life, your inner life, your conversation, so that you're starting to walk and talk and feel like that is the person you are and that's the energy you're living in. As we do that, that's you tuning into that station where your music is playing and your life starts to conform to that visionary vibration and Again, wonderful things began to emerge. And then you bump into challenges and problems and crises, the meaning of which is it's time to get stronger so I can carry more energy. And then you do that work, and then you expand, and then we continue on the journey. That is the journey of emergence. That is beautiful. This, and I can just feel the. I'm just like kind of doing that exercise for myself as you were talking along, and and it was like, I I I kind of see my acorn. I like I visualize yeah. that acorn and what I'm putting into it and that energy and how it's building up. So, I would love for you to now tell our listeners about the free offer. It's a fabulous one. I I've been perusing your site for for the last week or so in anticipation of you. Tell us what we can all expect from you. Absolutely. So there's a couple things I'd like to give you guys. The first thing is um, if you go to www.lawofemergence.com you can get a free mini e-course, audio course on how to begin to apply this work right away. And if you want to get the book Emergence you can go to myemergencebook.com and when you purchase, it's very inexpensive, but when you purchase it through the, the Amazon link there, I'm going to give you over $1,000 in additional, like a full program, coaching, support, to, to really apply this to your life. And then while you're waiting for the book to come, you'll be, you can work on this other course, the, law, the one that's at Law of Emergence. Not the law, but lawofemergence.com. So Let's go to spell Law that out. of Let's... Emergence. Go ahead. Let's spell that out for them. L-A-W-O-F-E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-E.com. And I'll post that after post-production, too, so we can make sure that everybody gets this link, because it's powerful, listeners. Go ahead. Yeah, so you grab that. That'll get you started on the course. And then if you want to get the book, you know, for, I think it's like 10 bucks or something, you can go to My Emergence Book, so that's M Y. E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-E-B-O-O-K, myemergencebook.com. Grab a copy through that. I'm gonna, then you're going to be signed up to get additional programs and, and coaching support to really implement it. And while you're waiting for that, you're going to have a course delivered right to your inbox to begin working on today. Um, the other thing is if you, if you also want to have a library of additional trainings, you can always grab my podcast, which is called Just Emergence. And um, there's almost 100 trainings there where I touch upon emergence from many different angles. So you can really see how it applies to your whole life. 
So those are some really great, I think, ways to get started right away um, to start implementing it because that's really the key, you know. It's not, the knowledge is great, but knowledge isn't power until you take action on it. So, right. we, you know, do something, even one thing today to implement whatever you're learning, and that's going to start getting the ball rolling. Right. And, and Derek, you also have uh, a, a plethora of uh, YouTube videos up so you can actually see um, Derek in action. So, you know, just uh, uh, Google Derek Rydell and it's spelled D-E-R-E-K-R-Y-D-A-L-L. So that, that, yeah, there's a lot of things out there. So I'm just going to ask you a really, really quick question. And really quick, if you want to see me looking with some little bit of Einstein hair, kind of crazy, some of the videos are old and bad, and I keep them up there purposely so that people can see, oh, they see these really nice polished videos, like, oh, my God, if I could only have videos like that. It's like, no, you got to check out some of these other videos and see me on my chalkboard or whatever looking kind of crazy, and and you'll laugh, and you'll get a good laugh out of it. Well, good. I'm going to go back to the archives and, and look some of those older ones up so that'll be fun that'll be fun so i just like in 20 seconds what inspires you today oh gosh so much but you know what inspires me is this constant realization that life's only purpose the meaning of life is to live and express more and more of life and that all of life is 100% on our side that it may unleash its magnificence and put itself on display as us so that each of us can become one of the great wonders of the world. That's our real destiny. And every day when I feel that again and I feel the energy of that and I get to help somebody else feel that, that's my greatest joy and inspiration. Awesome. Okay, well, we're going to be back in a few moments, and I'm going to give you my weekly business feng shui tip, and we're going to talk about uh, tapping into your creativity, brain power, and leadership skills. So don't go away. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This 
is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back, and we're here at that final piece of our show today, and we're with Derek, and I truly uh, can't express how much I appreciate you being on the show. It was fabulous, and I, I really thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. It's been my deepest honor. Well, and um, we we said it on the air that you're coming back, so I got, I got that commitment recorded, so um, I look forward to <laughs> our next interview. So thanks again. Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Mm. And now it's time for my weekly feng shui astrology and auspicious timing tip. We are entering into the second month of autumn in the Chinese calendar. In English, we call this the month of October. In Chinese metaphysics, we call it the dog month. So um, first, autumn is considered a season of metal. So this is actually very good for putting systems into place so that you can find some order in your business, obviously. So the dog month or October is mostly a yang earth element, which is very good for keeping us grounded. Now, in this very fiery monkey year, it's been quite volatile for many people. And so having that earth temper that, you know, earth puts out that fire a little bit or, or fire turns into ash, if you will. So it just really does help give some relief to that real fiery explosiveness that's been happening this year. Now, the 12 animals of the zodiac also appear on the Chinese compass called the Lopan. And this is what we use to do analysis for feng shui, if you will. Now, the dog is one of the 12 in the zodiac. Now, this is located in the northwest sector. And another animal that's located there is the pig. So we see the pig and the dog located in the northwest. So today, I would like to concentrate on the northwest sector of your home or office, which, by the way, is also considered the northwest is also a metal um, element as well. So first thing you may want to do is draw out a sketch of your floor plan and locate that northwest sector of your home or office. Now, the northwest sector of any building um, has so much meaning. So first, the northwest in the long-term baseline feng shui, because there's many different layers of feng shui. It's just like an onion skin, but we're just going to talk about what we can we can look at right now. So it's the, the northwest is considered the head of a household, a leader, the boss. Um, specifically, it means the man of the house, if you will, or man of the office, head of the office, if you will. And then it's also your brain and your intelligence. Now, let's take a look and observe what's in your northwest sector. Is it an office, a kitchen? Is it a bathroom? Or hopefully not in any one space that we're talking and listening to, is it missing? When I say missing, that means that your building is not square or rectangle. And if it's the northwest sector that is missing, then some of those things that I just talked about would be missing as well. So what we want to do with the northwest sector is keep it in order, clear of clutter, if you if you will. And, you know, things are probably going to be um, happening pretty well in your life if you keep some order to it or, you know, really take attention there. But if it's not kept in order, you're going to probably see some, some symptoms that are not showing up that are so favorable. 
So how important is this Northwest sector anyway? Well, let me tell you about a client I had. Um, I went to to do a feng shui analysis of her home, and she had the Northwest sector completely gone and missing from her floor plan. Now, she had two bouts of a brain tumor happened to her since she has occupied this residence and she hasn't had any luck at all in keeping a boyfriend. So, and that was very important to her. So um, the thing that you really want to remember about the Northwest amongst other thing is brain and men of the house are going to be absent. Now, if you're a man and your Northwest sector is missing of your home or office, then you're going to start seeing that maybe promotions are passed up and, you know, you're traveling a lot because you just don't have an affinity with the building in which you're either living or working. Why? Because the Northwest is missing and you can't connect with something that is isn't there. So that's why we like to see squares or rectangular spaces in feng shui. So let's also look at the annual feng shui. Now in 2016, there's a positive energy in the Northwest called the moon. The moon is very beneficial for um, making money behind the scenes, untapping um, passive income opportunities. It's very good for entrepreneurs of coming up with innovative ideas. It's very good for creativity. Now, if you're a writer, this is going to be really great for you. So you're going to help. It's going to help you deliver better blogs. You know, writing the content. I'm talking about web copy, uh, training materials, and and putting new new twists on your uh, proposals and things like that. So those are kind of the things that you want to think about about the northwest sector. Now, the best way you can turn on the northwest sector's positive energy and reap the benefits is to use that sector. Put a desk there. Use a sitting area that you're going to actually be, you know, using that Northwest sector to bring about some of the good that you want to bring in your life. Now, I'm going to make available to you a uh, the 2016 Fire Monkey uh, Compass, and you can get that at bit.ly forward slash 2016 power directions, and then you'll see the four um, good directions that are included there, including the Northwest today. So there's a lot more that's involved in the Northwest, but those are the things that I want you to really be looking at as well as um you know, some of the pieces of the astrology as well, the dog and the pig are, as I said, we're in the Northwest, but if you have a dog or a pig in your chart, that's also going to indicate that those areas are going to affect you as well. So hopefully you have that in your floor plan and not missing. So if you want to see where your, um, if you have a dog or a pig in your chart, you can go to www.freebusinessastrology.com, just enter in your birth information, and then that way you can see whether or not you you would have a dog or pig in your mouth in in your northwest sector. Um, it, well, it would be in the northwest sector, but that's where you would show up in the house. So, bottom line, the northwest sector has so much to offer an entrepreneur, both baseline uh, feng shui as well as that annual. So, my suggestion is to keep it um, uncluttered and use that area as much as you can. You're going to have positive benefits for leadership, clarity of mind, and creative endeavors. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks for joining in. Tune in next week for another exciting episode on Illuminating Feng Shui. And until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. 
Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.